0: to another off-season special episode of The Love Boat. And when I say special episode, I mean we make stuff up to talk about practically because there's nothing going on. But we're here. We're back from our little break. Uh, Fourth of July happened and then we took a couple weeks off planning episodes. So we're back with a chill one. Preet Carter, how we doing?
1: Pretty pretty good. good.
0: Pretty good. I love the high energy. Um, But... There we go. That's better. We're working on some offseason content. We have a couple ideas in the works with fun guests, but for now, doing the same old format we've been doing. And there's actually, I wouldn't say news, but people are starting to talk about the Vikings and specific topics because we're in the dead of the off-season. And, um, you know, we got to find stuff to talk about. We're Vikings fans. And, you know, MLB isn't cutting it for me right now. I don't know about you guys. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the Twins are really depressing to watch, so I try not to think about them too much.
0: Right, right. What's Uh, the MLB? Yeah, yeah, what's the MLB? Right. No other, you know, intriguing sports for me right now other than, you know, what I hear on the radio and listen, read the headlines. Hey,
1: guys, this is our last month without NFL football.
0: Right, right. That's good. We get the preseason. It's gone fast, and then we'll, you know, we'll have headlines to talk about then. But for now, you know, we we're coming in with a little bit of an idea of what we want to talk about. I want to talk about Jordan Addison. He's in a weird spot. He's like receiver number 3 already. I would at say at minimum 3 at minimum. Um and we want to talk about what would be a successful season for each of us to see from Addison because he's a highly touted prospect. Vikings grabbed him in I wouldn't say a surprising position to draft first round, but Maybe I mean, not the biggest we were, we hoping, of need.
2: Yeah, we were hoping it'd be wide receiver, and he was probably a BPA pick. I feel like if there was a player they liked at a like a D tackle yeah, yeah, at yeah. a comparable position, like a comparable like skill level, they might have gone that way. But yeah,
0: yeah. My argument was, you know, we don't need to spend that much, that high of an asset on a wide receiver when you have Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hawkinson. But I see why they did it, especially with the direction this offense is heading and who they have at head coach. You know, and you know, assuming that the issue with the defense last year was the coordinator, which is what a lot of people think was the biggest issue, Donatel, and not necessarily just the personnel and, like, the developmental pieces we had in line. That could be, you know, that could help the defense alone this year significantly. Yeah,
2: I feel like bringing Flores and will at least improve the mindset, if nothing else, of the defense. where they won't be playing massive amounts of shell coverage.
0: So let's go around the horn. Shout out to Chris Shad. And Carter, I want to start with you. Let's let's just talk about what would be a successful season from Jordan Addison, you know, um, his rookie year, because he's in a unique spot. You know, he's behind a tight end, uh, almost borderline all pro tight end. We'll see next year if he develops further all pro wide receiver. What what's he going to what would be
1: the bare minimum for a successful season for him for you? So, if we're just looking at what we would deem a successful season for a rookie, yeah, I guess I it would be like what do you hope, whole, hope to see? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so let's just get what we say up front out of the way. So a lot, I think the expectations for rookies has been so skewed lately because if you look at just generally the last few years, the impact that rookies have had instantly is insane. And Especially let's like for,
2: Vikings fans yeah, too. The wide receiver, the wide receiver positions, and Vikings fans. Oh,
1: hundred percent.
2: Popping off, look at <laughs> Treadwell. Yeah. I mean, just look at it. Look at like the last three real like good classes of receivers. You have Jefferson who got over a thousand yards. You have Jamar Chase who broke Jefferson's record. You have Garrett Wilson who quietly got like twelve hundred yards. We've been spoiled with the rookie production at receiver, and I feel like that might skew people. One hundred percent.
0: Is it is it becoming the most pro pro ready position because, well. One routes carry over right from the moment you learn them. Two, these are really athletic guys, and they don't have to be huge to be successful in the NFL. You see a lot of people drop off because, like, they're a linebacker that's not big enough to perform at an NFL level, but they're good in college. So, like, maybe that's harder transition. Ivan Pace,
2: Ivan Pace, perfect example. He was incredible in college. He didn't get drafted for being undersized, right?
0: And then you see undersized wide receivers; they have a niche role, or they just outperform their size. Carter, do you just have just something to add?
1: Yeah, so, like, I think what I was saying earlier, uh, the example I'm going to use to talk about kind of how we don't think about rookies in the same sense as we really used to is, like, let's think about – and it's a quarterback, but let's think about Kenny Pickett, for example. Kenny Pickett came in and struggled at first, but he learned. You know, if we compare this to some other rookies who just literally come in and had, like, instant success – and that's really how it feels, especially with like how good the 2020 draft class was. I feel like that almost reset everyone's expectations for what rookies should do. And Kenny Pickett was a breath of fresh air because you saw him learning on the field. By the end of the year, he was a pretty good quarterback. He, and He might be pretty decent next year. Yeah. And so the way that I want to measure Jordan Addison is even different than that. But we got to remember, like you said, Matt, he's a second fiddle receiver and he could be the third overall pass catcher next to Hawkinson if I want to actually provide a metric for success assuming that Hawk is still going to be a really big part of the offense I think if he matches or goes over uh TJ Hawkinson's receptions numbers I would consider that to be an extremely successful season given how the ball gets divided on the offense and I So I just have a gut feeling. The Vikings are going to be running the ball a good bit more on offense this year.
2: Yeah. I'd agree with the assumption that we're going to run the ball a lot more and shifting more to 12 personnel rather than 11 personnel. I don't know if
0: we're going to run the ball a lot more, especially with like the loss of Dalvin cook, but I think it'll be a relatively similar.
2: I wouldn't, maybe not a lot more. It might be, it might be more balanced.
0: The percentage share will be similar to last year, but you're right. Maybe. And Maybe when we get these young guys like Ty Chandler more involved, they're going to be seeing some screen plays and stuff like that, and that might come from Jalen Rager, assuming that he'll get some gadget plays, and maybe Addison tries to get put assuming in. Assuming that he's on the roster. You see, you see, right? You see, head coaches put in their young guys in these kind of tricky plays just to give them the ball. You know, I think that the idea is it gives them um, confidence if they're able to make a play early on in the season in their rookie career. I don't know if that's like the actual reason, but it seems like they want to get these guys involved and it's gimmicky plays that do that with a high, you know, a high percentage of actually getting them the ball and making a successful play. But, you know, there's a lot of, with the Vikings being forced to split up the running back room, they're probably going to get, you know, even Ken A and Wang if he's on the team involved because you just have all these guys and no Dalvin Cook to be your bell cow back. Unless Madison really steps up and shows up as a good pass catcher. I don't know, he could surprise us.
2: Yeah. No, oh, no. For me, Jordan Addison's success, I'm going to give you a quantitative metric and a qualitative metric. I think the qualitative metric would be probably that he is at least established himself as the wide receiver 2 on this team and shows progression week to week or at least shows progression month to month. Because the worst thing we saw with LaQuan Treadwell in his entire rookie season was there was no progression at all. He'd rarely seen the field, and even when he saw the field, he wasn't getting separation. The ball wasn't going his way.
0: He was also in a really bad spot for a rookie wide receiver that wasn't going to be NFL-ready for whatever reason. He definitely should have been. That was 100% on him. But then also he had Mike Zimmer, who was you know, yeah, his biggest yeah. critic.
1: So,
2: I mean, obviously Jordan Addison's probably going to have an easier time succeeding in a Kevin O'Connell offense. Oh, yeah. But
1: you, you almost have to because of not even the Kevin O'Connell aspect of it. Because Justin Jefferson's there, And TJ Hawkinson's there. It's almost shocking if you don't have a statistical competent season with that being the third target that has the most talent that a third target would have on this team in years.
2: Yeah. And I just want to say, like, I'm going to, I'm not going to be as quick to judge Jordan Addison just because he will be in the shadow of Justin Jefferson. And also, the rookie season we saw from Justin Jefferson, we don't say it enough, is a generationally good rookie season. It only Some it only gets a it only gets a because Jamar Chase a year later beat beat it out in like the extra game but it was an I, incredible I have a feeling you,
1: you're 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 going to I I don't believe you and you say you're going to be easy on a Vikings no, player No I'm, I'm going to be patient you're the, most not, momentum, maybe, based, maybe, you're the most momentum based fan I've ever met
2: may, Okay maybe not easy but I'm going to be patient with him and grant him grant him you know a, a, a bit of leeway and patience because he will he will be going into a situation where he's not he's everywhere he's been from Pittsburgh to USC he was the number one guy he was the guy there and That's he's why... going to be coming into a situation where he's not the guy and I, I I think that might also take some adjustment it might take an ego adjustment it might just take understanding that you know the, I'm not the focal point anymore but once he gets that down I think he will be very good in his role and I I, I hope. I think at minimum he should supplant KJ Osborne and become the de facto wide receiver. He might be
0: doing that day one. But that's why all the things you guys are saying is why I'm like hesitant to put like a successful season for the rookie would be like 600 yards. Oh,
2: also I was going to say 800 yards is is what I'd be. 800? Oh, way, uh, way less than that. I said 800, I'd be over the moon. I'm expecting something like 600.
0: I'd be fine with 500 in a limited role just because of the period. 500 is like... That'd be like the minimum but for that, like a that, even, eight,
2: even 800 is like 50 yards a game. I think Jay, I, can, I think he can get 50 yards. A
0: I was going to say 600 is like if he gets 600 and like a fair amount of, you know, touchdowns or maybe not touchdowns, but like a good think, yards per catch or something. And he's just limited. Like, I'd be happy with that
2: because uh, he's think, not
0: good. He's going to get a lot of snaps. But is he going to get a ton of targets with?
2: I think he'll get a good amount.
0: Hawkinson and Jefferson I, I wouldn't can't both be, wouldn't be every play. Right. I wouldn't one.
1: be surprised if he ends up actually getting a good amount of red zone targets because of, Is he a red zone guy? Strike. I don't really know. Just because of the situation I mean, with, gonna, you're gonna, gonna Yeah. Yeah. Because if you wait the way you look at how this offense is going to be set up, he is going to be that forgotten piece because you're gonna focus so much more on, on Hawkinson at that That's point. True.
2: You, you can can't forget Jefferson, you can't forget a top five tight end. Who are you gonna yeah. are you are gonna forget? You're gonna have to forget Addison. And and I think
1: I wouldn't be surprised to see a good amount of red zone touchdown passes this year to people that Yeah, like
2: what happened with Adam Thielen last year.
1: Well, Justin Jefferson has
0: never had a lot of touchdowns either. Like it's got to go to someone.
1: Well, it's going to, the effect is going to be even greater now that Thielen is gone.
0: And I mean, in theory, there's no film on Addison in the NFL. So, Maybe early season uh, he does get a little advantage in that.
2: I mean, you, you got plenty of film from his Belitenkov season at Pitt and his season. You at say USC. that, but no
0: one's ever seen how you know Kevin O'Connell is going to use him. Is he going to be a slot guy? Is he going to play on the outside? Yeah, fair gonna,
1: enough. That, that's a complete
0: fair. split of both. You never know. That's kind of what I mean. I the think U- that argument is so film. valid
1: too. Be just. I think that argument's super valid it's because applicable to of Jefferson. Kevin O'Connell. Well, Kevin O'Connell, in the yeah. sense of his offense, it doesn't really feel too much like. Yes, it, you have your you have your X receivers and whatnot, but it feels like everyone has to play every position in yeah, that offense. you that's saw more, that with Robert exactly Woods what he said. and Cooper
2: Cup. That's and, exactly uh, what he Brandon said to Cooks. Jefferson. Jefferson, the and first the time you met him. Yeah, the first time he met him is how did Jefferson ask how did Cup get that many targets because he played every position as a receiver.
1: And that's, and that's truthfully and where I think made, Jordan Addison can help out a lot. Yeah, you and, can
2: play every position at receiver. You can play X. You can play Y. You can play in the slot. The that's great. why
1: I think it's a freaking great fit. I know yeah. we've talked about it on the podcast before. We before the Vikings actually pulled the trigger and drafted him. But like, if there was any receiver that I would have wanted them to have, the only one I think I even would have considered was Zay Flowers, just because he's an insane playmaker with the ball in his hands. But he's but limited. like the I'm slot is the only problem, and he's man. limited. That's that's the thing is you got the perfect receiver to fit the offense on top of another perfect receiver who's statistically one of the best receivers in the NFL. It's insane.
2: Yeah. I mean, not even just that it, the the best part about it in my opinion is you got you got a, you got you didn't get a guy like Quentin Johnson who's solely an ex you didn't get someone who's limited to the slot, but my only concern is k j Osborne's very limited in his success it just comes mainly out of the slot and if he doesn't learn to develop some sort of outside game and I feel like it's gonna limit the ceiling of the other two receivers does anyone else have that concern or is it just me?
1: I don't
0: have anything I, to add on that. I don't think I'd
1: look. That. I don't think I'd look at it from really that perspective, honestly, because if you, I think this just literally increases the types of plays that Kevin O'Connell can call tenfold.
2: Yeah, that's fair because Thielen was definitely very limited at the. Yeah,
1: and, and you you have you're basically subbing out Thielen for someone who has a very not not skill set because they both have very different skill. Well. I think they're similar players. Someone but who can do attributes. his role more effectively. The flexibility, yes. They both have insane flexibility. And to have that in two receivers is really not, not that common. I mean, you have it with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and maybe T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, but even though they, they're more so – T and
2: Jamar are both yeah. Xs. They don't really play in this. They, the they, they, they can
1: go places, but they really don't. So I mean they're not great at creating really separation
2: unique. which is something we don't talk about much either. They're just they they gulp and get it, guys.
1: Well, they're good receivers pretty. They're
2: they're great receivers. No, no, they're great receivers. They're like not incredible at creating separation the same way Addison and Jefferson well, are if That makes. I, sense. I'd
1: argue completely we're about to delve into a side topic, man. I was going to say but let's I'd not get into argue. it, but
0: I want to like touch on it cuz
1: that is interesting. Yeah. I would argue that yes, while Jamar Chase may not be that good at separation, his absolute his ball skills make oh, up. Oh, yeah, for the it makes up no no no, like, no 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 I'm not I'm not. It I'm not almost debating. negates it.
2: No, I'd Jamar think Chase T is Higg- a top three receiver, a top five yeah. receiver. But I'm he just T. Higgins saying, would say it's maybe
1: it. a little bit more of an issue, but he's so crisp and precise in his routes that he gets it away. Doesn't from it doesn't
2: matter. Yeah, he'll get away he'll get they'll get away with it. So him. they
1: they both have attributes that can make up for that. I feel like that much more of a criticism on Jamar than T. Higgins. I haven't seen that too much of T. Higgins, honestly. I mean, it's they're fair to say I great, see the
0: comparisons experience. between Jefferson and uh, Jamar Chase. It's all, it all happens all the time. It's because of their LSU connection, and also they're only a year apart, and their records—they're both broken. But like, it's really fair to say that Jefferson's better than Chase. I think handily. You know, they're uh, they're not one A one B, but they're I 1B. I. I it's just I mean?
1: that situation where. Um, if T. Higgins wasn't there, I truthfully think Jamar Chase would be putting up better numbers than Justin oh, really? Jefferson. Yeah. Eh, I mean, he was... Maybe, maybe he was, not. They were both great at LSU, but it was very clear in 2019 that um, Jamar was the number one receiver.
2: Yes, but also Joe Brady's system they lim- limited Justin Jefferson. Out.
0: They Jamar Chase got so many targets. No, bankers, Joe
2: Brady's Joe Brady's system bankers, limited limited Justin Jefferson to just being a slot receiver. He played ninety eight. I, agree to, in the I slot.
1: agree to an extent. But just I guess more so in watching the actual impact. I feel like um Jamar had a greater impact despite yeah, the system. I, the I feel more.
2: like I feel like the system screwed Jefferson. I feel like if Joe I I feel like Joe Brady might have done the most harm to Justin Jefferson's draft stock. Good. This is a, Lucky us. Yeah, no, lucky us. But like, I feel like if he was because the biggest knock on Justin Jefferson is he can only get separation out of the slot. If Jefferson played even like twenty percent more snaps in like outside, he doesn't fall to twenty two or twenty three, whoever you drafted him.
0: Well, I'd unless you have something further to add about Joe Brady, I'd like to wrap tie a no, knot. No, I'm not
1: Rob. Sirs. Oh, I can Let's talk. I it. can talk about Joe Brady. You could start a Joe Brady
0: podcast
2: with Rob. Sirs. <laughs> I <will. laughs> um,
0: I want to tie a knot in the. Addison rookie season success. Preet said 800 yards. He'd be very excited. Honestly, I'd hate to put a number to it because like I just don't know what the usage of Hawkinson at receiver role and even what Jefferson season is going to look like because he's going to get so much attention. It's going to be insane.
2: Jefferson like averages 90 yards a game, which we don't talk about very often. It's like actually
0: probably averages more than that is it no, it's, it's like 100? 90.
2: No, it's like 90 he had a couple 100. games that dropped him last year. But like yeah. every time he gets on the field and doesn't end up with a hundred yards, I'm like, what are you what were you doing out there today? Like, what, what happened? But now it's crazy, man. He's well,
0: now you got me thinking because it was the Eagles game. He really didn't show up.
2: Eagles, Lions, and Who
0: did show up one. on the Eagles game?
2: Packers. Nobody. The, the so that's what up. I'm saying.
0: The, if the Justin Eagles. Jefferson gets blanketed like that by three players, two players. Now Addison's gonna eat, but yeah, Hawkinson's dude, gonna they eat. They were One the of Packers game. Eat.
2: The Packers game, they were legitimately yeah. tripling Justin Jefferson can't let anyone else yeah. beat you and nobody else could beat them. Because
0: if you can shut down Jefferson, the Vikings last year were left with TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkins is a tight end. He's not the fastest guy on the field. He's not the best route runner. He's just very Adam balanced, was, good receiver. And then Adam Thielen was slowing down. But now you potentially Adam could not
2: get separation last right, year. Right. But now you it
0: potentially have Addison, another elite route runner if his skill set skill set was to carry over. You can't shut down Jefferson, Hawkinson, and Addison. If you know,
2: well, you can. You just have to have all world corners and and I don't think
0: anyone in the league does.
2: The only team that probably does is the Eagles. They're the only team that has the personnel to do it, in my opinion. But yeah.
0: Yeah, but, you know, someone's going to feast. They're going to have to, unless for some weird reason, this team really shifts to a run-first offense. And it could happen from game to game if that's the game plan. I think Kevin O'Connell is definitely a coach that would, you know, do that. Adjust
2: his game plan. But
0: for Addison, I'd say if he looks NFL-ready, if he gets more than 600 yards, if if he's the clear number two, and if the Vikings wide receiver, excluding Hawkinson, is a top-five unit, in the NFL because he elevates it as much and then you still have like the question mark at third, I'd be thrilled.
2: I mean, would you want to see improvement off Adam Thielen's season last year, man Because Adam Thielen yeah. got seven hundred yards despite all the shit we talked about him just now. He still got seven hundred yards well the
0: thing with Adam Thielen is he is he's a red zone threat.
2: But he he's still got seven hundred yards like no, it's but he was the a, only. Still a pretty substantial amount.
0: Well, you have to consider we didn't get Hawkinson until what four weeks
2: in? No, uh, I think s- no, the Wait, Lions six, six.
0: six weeks in, he took over a little bit of Adam Thielen's role. Um, I mean, Adam I Thielen would... missed a game or two. No, he didn't. He played. He didn't miss games. any games. He didn't miss. I thought any he games. missed one late.
2: No, that was last year. He missed like uh the year before last year. He missed like a month ago. I mean, he okay. missed a month.
0: Yeah. Okay. I guess that's what I'm thinking of or something, but. Yeah, I don't know. He looks slow to me. He wasn't getting as many targets from Kirk because he used to be. I mean, even with Jefferson, he was getting a lot of targets. Um, but you could count on him because he could catch anything. And, you know, he's really good at contested catches, strong hands. But, yeah, you could see a couple of the drop offs lost a step last year. Um. Yeah, so Addison, what? Yeah, Addison seamlessly taking that role would be.
2: I mean, would it would be even, a B, be a
0: B he, grade to me. like If he
2: matches Thielen's production, I'll be happy. It wouldn't
0: yards. surprise me, but I'd be happy if he matched Adam Thielen's production. Let's say that.
2: I cool. mean, get a couple of games with a hundred yard game because Adam Thielen didn't have a hundred yard game last year, I don't think. Get a couple of games with a, get a couple hundred yard games. Yeah. I'd love that.
0: I'd be surprised if Thielen didn't have one last year.
2: Nope. Didn't have a single one really? last year. Did not. As far as I remember, I mean, did he have like a
0: 95 or something?
2: He had his highest last year was 72.
0: Really? Yeah. Oof.
2: That was against the Saints. But then,
0: yeah. And then you had the games where like KJ Osborne had like 120 yards or something, right?
2: That was just like one against the uh, Colts.
0: But, but... you know, that'll be Addison, right? If all things work out. Hopefully. Yeah, he could take up (laughs) Beelon and Osborne's production.
2: Just push them both out. Just have Jalen Naylor be the third receiver.
0: All right. And then if you guys are good at that, Carter, do you have anything to add before you just move on to two quick hitter topics, fun ones?
2: No,
1: no. I think we covered it pretty well. I think we've had a pretty good conversation.
0: I think, yeah, I'm glad we, I think, I'm glad you even think we have somewhat realistic expectations because, you know, we're through the
1: moon to have another wide receiver. But,
2: but Carter, real quick, would, if you had to put a number, if you had to put a number for yards, what would you put?
1: An estimate I'm or not like gonna a put, happy? I'm not going to put a number. I'm going to say what I said earlier in the sense of it being a comparison. I think you can consider it a successful season if he matches TJ Hawkinson in reception yards or goes above that.
2: Oh, lame. Sorry. Put a number.
1: No, no. Yeah, put, a, put a number. I, want, I, I just want to hear a number. We don't, we don't know. Carter's how, trying to save his
2: predictions record right now.
1: No, I'm not at all. We just don't know how big of a role a Hawk is going to have. I'm I mean, assuming it's going to be pretty large, which is why I'm saying. I'm hesitant that
0: to even say what Jefferson could do. Because Jefferson's might lose yards, yeah. which isn't a bad thing, but
2: I think I, in... I don't think Jefferson should necessarily be.
0: If he got two hundred fewer yards like than last year, it's not a big deal.
2: That's still like sixteen hundred yards. I know Creed's that's trying what
0: I'm to saying.
1: call me out. I'm Creed's
2: trying to. I just, trying to, to out, I just want to hear a prediction. I just want to hear a prediction.
0: He gave us a good See, prediction.
2: You're, you're
1: trying. You're trying to force a number. I gave you a prediction.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're doing what I didn't want to do. Where it's like I don't want a Twitter. I don't want to tweet. I don't want Wait. to say I predict Justin Jefferson's doing this because it's just like. That's what everyone I, I think we will have a
1: successful season nonetheless. It just depends on how we choose to define that success, which is why I'm using a comparison metric in an offense that we don't fully know how it's going to function.
2: You know what? Fair enough.
1: I want to yeah. touch Come on... on Preet, you got to give me some benefit here.
2: I'll give you a benefit. <laughs> I, I wish you put a number, to be honest, but fair enough.
0: I want Preet. to touch on Dalvin Cook reportedly, or it's a rumor, I wouldn't even say reportedly, having an offer on the table from the Vikings still. Um,
2: I have no idea where that report came from. Do you know where it came from?
0: No. What was the number? Six million. Seven. Seven, seven million. That's a fair number for him for one year, I think.
2: I mean, I, I think ten's too much. Number, I wouldn't want him back at seven.
0: Well, I just it don't like it. It makes Quaysee look
2: space. like such. It makes Quasi look like such an idiot if he cuts Dalvin Cook just to bring him back.
0: Cook like, wasn't going to take a pay cut. What else can you do? And I don't think Dalvin Cook's going to come back no matter what.
2: I don't know. I. Oh, no. It also depends. Is this a reliable source that we're getting this information from? Because if it's Dalvin Cook's agent, it is not no, a reliable I don't, source I don't even
0: think so. I don't. But it's fun to talk about because, you know, there's a number the Vikings would take him back at.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd take him back at like $4 million, <laughs>
0: That's really low.
2: I mean, I also, granted, I feel like the team's number one priority with the money they have currently should be appeasing Daniil Hunter and getting him back. Because that defense without Daniil Hunter is god-awful. Especially the pass rushing room. You have nobody other than Marcus Davenport, who's a question mark with his health and his production. Like what Patrick Jones or that's a, it's a really rough look.
0: And, but... and to be honest, the reason I brought this up is because I saw it today and it made me think for two minutes, I don't really have anything to add to the fact. Just, you know, it'd be interesting. And you know, does Dalvin cook still going to go to the Eagle or to the dolphins? Is there any actual steam to him? The jets wanting him? you know, it's, he's just a free agent. right I now feel like the
2: jets make sense in a little they bit they have of like a two good young
0: running backs
2: and not even j- no yes Michael Carter though they- I don't think they trust him as much he did some fumbling issues Brees Hall coming back from that knee injury you're not sure how much you're going to get from him for soft tissue injury start to pop up I would understand bringing in Delvin Cook if Zonovan Knight hadn't performed at the level he did but with Zonovan Knight there I'd rather just roll the chance with him and save up my cap space but no, I mean Carter theoretically as a as an outside person what would you think the uh what do you think the price point should be for Delvin Cook and what would you take him back at as a Vikings fan if you were there in that position
1: Probably wouldn't take him back.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't want to take him back either, but like if you're putting a price point on it
1: I'd pay 5 5
2: million yeah, that's. Not, I feel yeah. like that's probably, I think four or five million is fair. I think
1: 5.3 just sounds like a number that you know, would be appropriate for that contract for a one year deal.
0: I missed a little bit of that because I had to run quick. Um, but you said five million, Preet.
1: I said four, uh, five. Preet million said four. Before. I said five. Okay. I said four to five feels fair. You.
0: This is interesting because it's going to be a one year deal pretty much no matter what. Is it a prove a deal? I don't know. You're paying for a year of Dalvin Cook, though. A year of Dalvin Cook that he could still get a big season. You're not paying for washed Delvin Cook yet.
2: I mean, the if advanced you're paying, metrics, It's a the running back. Season, already washed Dalvin Cook.
0: Did you watch him last year? He looked pretty good.
2: Uh, here's he looked good, look good on certain plays. I do. He looked good on certain plays. Other plays, he looked like absolute garbage.
0: You're, you're paying for a past his prime Dalvin Cook, not a. Not a wash, Dalvin Cook, is I, what I'm saying. And since it's a one-year deal, an overpay is not a problem if you have any extra cap space. If it's a slight overpay, Again,
2: who cares? I, I feel like the cap space can be better allocated, but that's not necessarily a question you're posting. I I
1: agree with Preet there, and I will defend Dalvin Cook a little bit, even though I don't think you should even think about bringing him back, really. He was nowhere near as bad as people thought he was last year. There's people who just rip on him now. That's what I'm saying. I, I completely disagree with that. What I look at him as is he was like 2021 20, Ezekiel Elliott. Still solid and have put up some decent numbers, but you can just tell he was just slowly, slowly losing his steps. He has one more productive season left. Would I pay for it? Absolutely not. And that's what NFL teams are realizing, and it's not worth it. You can do that. You can get your running back in the sixth round. You can pay someone from your practice squad 20 bucks and he'll probably win you a Super Bowl.
2: Exactly. Like, I, and I'm not shelving
1: like... over 5. And you can't million put in for a few good plays you a can't year. You put a price tag. Also,
2: on with, it. The, with the contract you gave Alexander Madison, it just looks stupid to pay Dalvin Cook more.
0: Well, money than you look it. stupid, but who cares if you get any sort of production?
2: I mean, Quasi hasn't had the best start as a GM when it comes to making. I don't
0: think Quasi cares.
2: I don't think he cares about public perception, but holy shit, he's going to start to look like an absolute con artist. If uh, Has if he looked bring... bad? If anything, yes, he's looked... Yes, yes, he's looked... The, the The first trade he made with the Lions looked really bad. The Rager trade looks really bad. It looks Ross, really good now. The Rager... The Lions trade? I, I don't know. The Lions trade
0: looks damn good right no, now. No, it doesn't. I mean, Williams gonna isn't going to play for
1: six weeks.
2: No, no, no. We're talking about he traded like... Pick 12. No, of the draft picks.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't was, tell at first. That when... was
2: I mean, it doesn't look bad now because Jameson Williams hasn't amounted to anything, but neither have Andrew Booth and Louis seen. And I don't know, man. It just looks like a really rough. It looks it's a really rough look for him right now. A, it might have worked out, but at the time, none of us were happy with that trade.
0: I don't know. I was I was in the camp of Let Him Cook.
2: I think Ross Blacklock, that was also a bad trade. The Rieger trade is atrocious looking at it now.
0: I mean, we didn't have a punt returner. Uh,
2: I mean, just get someone or, to fair catch. A, or a it's...
0: deep wide receiver room. I it mean, was a trade for need, but I don't think it was terrible. It wasn't value. I, I think it was value, a pr- pretty
2: but... bad trade. I think the, the Eagles would have just let him go, but fair enough.
0: Well, then you got to let him hit waivers and everything else.
2: I mean, I don't see many teams clamoring for Jalen Rieger, but yeah. Well,
0: know. he would have been signed before he hit the Vikings is probably the theory. Maybe anyway, I don't want to dwell on it anymore. Pre you to fun topic. I'm happy jumping over. I just wanted to bring it up because I saw it today and it's. Might as well talk about it if it's in the news at this point, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just that Kirk Cousins in a video with a fan didn't list or not Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson in a video with a fan didn't list Kirk Cousins in his top five quarterbacks, which Vikings fans seem to be pretty pissed about, which is like. I you know what I'm to side with Jefferson here. Kirk's on like the last year of his deal. You don't know if he's like top the future. five,
0: dude. Kirk's yeah, also not Kirk's not top that.
2: five. Kirk's maybe top ten. He's not top five. On no earth, he's top five. I'm more confused. He's borderline how, top ten. I'm more confused at how Justin Herbert wasn't in the top five rather than Kirk Cousins not being in the top. five. I don't five. think that's egregious.
0: Who's Justin Herbert better not being than the Herbert?
2: Top five? He said it was Mahomes. Um, yeah. Mahomes, Allen was in there. Hertz was in there. Yeah. Or the other Burrow, and I forget who the other one
0: was. Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah,
2: Rodgers. Justin Herbert is better than Aaron Rodgers right now. Well, uh, was he last year? Yes, he was. Justin Herbert was so much better than Aaron Rodgers last year.
1: I still am not ready to make that statement. Yeah. Oh, he
2: was so much. Oh, Carter, I think he was maybe miles you could argue Jalen No,
1: Jaylen you know, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Preet. I'm saying he was better last year, but I'm not in the camp of saying that Justin Herbert's better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah,
0: Rodgers didn't want to be there last year either. You could tell.
1: Like, Jared Goff was better than Aaron Rodgers, but if we were to be given the choice, I think most people would choose Aaron Rodgers over Jared Goff.
2: Fair enough. I'd so, still take I'd still take Herbert right now over Aaron Rodgers. I don't. So the, that's
1: that well that that question has other aspects of it that are implied because obviously Herbert's younger.
0: Fair
2: enough.
1: That
0: question also isn't related <laughs> is that, to the topic at hand. Did
2: he just did, did, did he just give up? No, no. no I, I, I just didn't, Preet doesn't I didn't want to go up. down I de- I didn't give up. Anything. I just don't want to go down a deeper. He doesn't rabbit hole want to go because down a rabbit I argument. I personally don't think Aaron Rodgers is a top. I don't think he's a top five quarterback. anymore. here's the
0: thing with Preet and all of us included. We do one. We go down the rabbit hole one step, and then we're just circling the drain for the rest of the time until I have us move on, myself included. I'm just saying we don't need to dig in it. But the point is, and I don't care, but some people on Twitter do. Jefferson didn't put Kirk Cousins in the top five, which is it's Does anyone funny. besides Joe Spinoza on Twitter think that he's a top five quarterback? I don't. I don't think one professional. One professional no. analyst thinks that Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback.
2: No, no professional analyst in there, right? And now if he's
0: favorites. like, yeah, but my guy Big Kirko is, you know, he's the guy for me at the end, I'd be thrilled. He doesn't even need to say that. But if he said that at the end, I don't know the context. Like, that's more than enough. I'm sure Kirk, Kirk isn't going to be offended, dude.
2: I don't I don't think Kirk really gives a shit.
0: It's not Stefan Diggs 2.0 is kind of what I'm it's, saying.
2: It's not Everson Griffin tweeting out in the middle of the night, Kirk is ass. <laughs>
0: He channeled all of us, at least at one point that day. Oh,
2: more than one point, brother.
0: For me, more than one point, yes. But, yeah, I don't know. That's funny. I agree with Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is not top five quarterback. Yeah, based, I mean, based Justin Jefferson.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know who is going to be top five quarterback, though? Taylor Williams when he ends up in purple and gold.
1: That's a crazy statement.
2: I am praying so much that Caleb Williams somehow ends up liking.
1: This is a complete side topic, but it seems so many people are already clamoring for him so much that you would have to sacrifice like your every first single child. Draft pick that the Rams gave up from like 2016 to 2021 in one pick hey, to hey, get Caleb I'd, Williams.
2: I'd be fine with Drake May, too.
1: I'm sure you would.
2: Give up all your picks for <laughs> Bo Nix. <Nicks. laughs> But yeah, that's uh. So it's 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 it'd be nice to get a quarterback in the future. That's all I'm saying. I
0: am wondering who the next quarterback's gonna be because I don't think it's Jaron Hall, even though that'd be sick.
2: Don't tell that to Tyler Ireland, who's been on Jaron Hall for a while. But that's well,
0: is I feel like his peak is like a a field general.
2: Jaron Hall's peak is probably
0: like Like a a two.
2: Is his peak is probably Nick Mullins.
0: I was going to say his peak is like a Teddy Bridgewater level of quarterback, not the same style. Of no, play.
2: no, 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 no. Post-injury Teddy, not pre-injury Teddy.
0: I mean, pre-injury Teddy wasn't any good either. Even Pre-injury Teddy guy. at whoa. least had
2: a ceiling. He at least whoa, had a whoa, ceiling. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Carter, look at his yardage totals and tell me that he was a hey, hey,
2: hey, he had hey, Adrian, hey, he, had, hey. He, had, he had an Adrian, a run first off. I
0: love Teddy Bridgewater, and I really wanted to see how it went out, but he never saw the peak that Teddy Bridgewater had was He
1: good, also good never had new safe, receivers. And- he also never had Panthers and Broncos. Dude, his
0: yards per game average is so low. Like you What's can't. A, did
2: he? Who was his receivers? Mike Wallace and like fucking Greg Jennings, his corpse. Like let's. In like one year of Stefan Diggs as a rookie, he didn't have anyone. Well, yeah, he was we dealing we really with a bunch of dudes. He hole, had Kyle Rudolph
0: do oh, oh, yeah. Entirely. Kyle
2: Rudolph, a barely top 10 tight end who we all forgot about the moment. He was T.J. a pure Hawkinson.
0: receiving tight end.
2: The moment TJ Hawkinson got in purple, none of us gave a shit about Kyle Rudolph anymore. No,
0: I didn't care before that, but that's because nobody, he was washed 10 years ago. Oh, He's he great. Shit.
2: Nobody gave a shit about Kyle Rudolph the moment TJ Hawkinson came up in purple. Like the only people who still remember Teddy. Dude, I am the biggest Teddy
0: defender and you sound insane. These are his total yardages. 2015, his good year. 3,231 yards, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions.
2: But, but again, who, who were his receivers and who was his running back in a run first offense? He had a run first offense with Mike Zimmer with a running back of Adrian Peterson and his receivers were complete dogs.
0: No, and he had a bad offensive coordinator for his style of play. And but he had I'm a bad saying. offensive
2: line too. Like, let's not rag on Teddy too much. No,
0: I love Teddy. I'm just saying he's not that guy. 3,200
2: 3, yards is pretty impressive given what he had to work with. He had
0: 14 touchdowns and nine interceptions, dude. It wasn't also, a good season. It was developmental season.
2: He was gonna pop. I'm not gonna give him this. I, I, it was prime
0: I too. I was hyped.
2: When dude, then, you know, I cried when I saw he ruptured
0: pieces. his Achilles or whatever happened. Dude, I remember MCL. where
2: I dude. He tore his ACL, MCL, his yeah. knee. I remember yeah. exactly where I was. And uh, me too, actually. His, dude, I was at my. I was sitting at my desk at home. My dad came into my room. And was like, Teddy, there's an ambulance called. Dude, like. I was at TCR Winter Park. I don't remember. He's like, it's Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, no. I was like, oh, shoot. It's over.
1: Yeah. Tough then day. we
2: trade for Sam, Sam Bradford.
1: That was a fun. If game. we want to talk about the legacy of Sam Bradford in Purple, we can. Nope, I have to go. Topic. No, that's a
2: next episode thing. But it's I do cool. want to we'll talk, talk about that. Next
1: I do, episode I do, is I the do, war on Bradford. The Sam, do, the Sam Bradford episode. Brad Sam. I, I
2: low key, I lowkey do want to talk about that one game where he just. I wrote really, really article
1: that I'm very proud of
0: about Sam Bradford's history. Why don't history we do this? Purple. We'll put this in. We'll put this in the idea box. Who knows if it'll happen? We could do a deep dive in all those random ass quarterbacks the Vikings had from the Mike Zimmer to the whole Mike Zimmer era, Sean why Hilt, not? Sean
2: Matt Castle
0: Um, Case Keenum is a weird one even, even though he had a successful season
2: Donovan McNabb, even though he's pre-Mike Zimmer,
0: pre-Zim, but yeah, weird weird quarterbacks, but I need to go, hard Sage out, Sage
2: Rosenfels Gus Farad, Legend. yeah 99 cool. yard pass to Bernard Berry, no sleep on it, baby
0: hey, k pre, say the thing, I gotta go
2: You have just completed your voyage on the love boat We back, baby